You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, all right, John, let's get to some four stock up, four stock down for this game. And we can even do it for you know broader topics like the draft, whatever direction we want to go with this. But Four stock up, four stock down for um, for week 18 here, our last one of the season. And just for, for those listening, John and I are still going to do two episodes a week, even in the offseason, especially when you have a team that's so hyper-relevant with the draft. There could be a coaching change that comes this week. Um, in fact, uh, I'll make sure, I'll bring up Lovey as a topic in four stock up, four stock down, so we can talk about where we're at with Lovey Smith. We were so wrapped up in the draft, we didn't get to that. But let's get it going, John. Four stock up, who is your first stock up? Jordan Akins. Jordan Akins was a great signing by Nick Casario. He had five touchdown catches. He made a lot of big plays. Uh, they didn't throw the ball enough to get him the ball more often, but he and uh, Tegan Quatoriano today, they they had they combined for the bet, most yards, the highest average per catch, and then the two touchdowns. Remember O.J. Howard had two touchdown catches in that first yeah, game against the Colts? Do. Didn't do squat the rest of the year. So Jordan Aiken's number one. He was inactive today, O.J. Howard. John, talk about a circle of life, huh? Yeah, he'll be gone. <laughs> two touchdowns in the uh, in the opener, and then come week 18, uh, he's he's inactive. Um, for my, uh, my first stock up, I am going to go – I'm actually going to go with Davis Mills, I think, for my first stock up. All through for almost 300 yards, uh, converted the 4th and 12, which was a beautiful pass to Brandon Cooks. The 4th and 20 was a little on the lucky side. It went right through that Indianapolis DB's hands. Thomas, Rodney Thomas. Yeah, yeah, who was – I believe he was a teammate or was a, what, a high school teammate of uh, of uh, DeMar Hamlin. Yep. Him, and, him and Big he Heine. Was. Yeah. Yep. Um but Davis Davis has made more plays. The Jacksonville game notwithstanding, had a really good drive to close out that Tennessee game and get a road win there. Um, and then today in Indianapolis, it wasn't the greatest indie team in the world. They did have some of their guys on defense. Um, I thought Davis Mills, you know, the pick six notwithstanding, um, he's done a better job, I think, of moving around in the pocket. I thought he did some a good job today at times of avoiding the rush and buying himself some more time. I'm, he's not the quarterback of the future, but as you point out, I'm happy to have him on the team next year. I think he can be a high-level backup for you if this team is going to be in winning mode next year. Hopefully, they better be. Um, so um, I'm I am uh, I'm happy for Davis Mills that he's that he has like last year come out of his benching a better quarterback than he was going into the benching, and hopefully he gets better coaching next year. Well, he better get better coaching next year if he's not the. They can't find somebody better than Pep Hamilton. They're just spinning their wheels. Mm-hmm. My second one is uh, you just mentioned him, Christian Harris. Ten tackles, led the team, two for loss, and uh, he had a sack. And he did a good job in coverage, too. And uh, uh, 
boy, what he did over the last nine games, I think he missed the first eight. Boy, he flashed. You know, we're talking about Toriano uh, making the draft look good, but he makes the draft as a third-round pick look extra good, considering they got 11 picks, two in the first round, five in the first three rounds. And uh, I think I'm fired. I'm really fired up the draft, not just because they have the second overall pick, because of what happened this year and getting and getting John Mechie back. That'll be like an extra two. So Christian Harris, boy, his people got to be pumped about him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, my last one, John, on the stock up. This is today. There were a couple plays on special teams. So this is really more of a season-long achievement award. Frank Ross, coach of the special teams for the Houston Texans, going into this game, they were third in DVOA efficiency on special teams in the entire league. Indianapolis was, I think, twenty-eight. So I was, I thought, in looking at this game, that that was that was an area that the Texans had a big advantage in. Um, They got a fumble recovery on a kickoff uh, in the first quarter. Granted, it was stripped by the, uh, by the returners teammate, (laughs) which is one of the funnier looking plays that we've seen. Um, But special teams has been real, real solid for the Texans all year. They, by, by my memory here, they were solid again today. I don't remember them giving up any big plays on special teams. Um, So just a season long stock up to Frank Ross, who I hope, whoever the new coach is, we'll get to the coaching situation here in Stockdown, I'm sure. But if and when there is a new coach, I hope that Frank Ross is one of the first conversations that that new coach has to try to keep him here. No ifs, when. Um, the the one that I – Jamie Fairbairn kicked his 19th consecutive field goal. He was 6-6, six and six, but 6 of 6 from the 50 on. He only missed one from the 40 through the longest on the 50s. He didn't miss an extra point, I think, for the first time in his career. And he had yeah. two more touchbacks today. Cam Johnston put three punts inside the 20. Desmond King had a 16-yard punt return. So they're, as you said, they've been consistent. They've been not just consistent. They've been damn good on special teams this yep. year across the board. And, of course, it wouldn't have been possible without the perfect snaps for the 12th, 13th year in a row from the greatest snapper in NFL history, John Weeks. Amen. Amen to John Weeks. All hail John Weeks. You think John Weeks is back next year, John? Well, how stupid would it be to get rid of a guy who's never had one bad snap? I just, I'm just, i wondering if, if you think he keeps playing. Like, How, how much longer oh, yeah. do you think John Weeks goes? Uh, one guy, I've seen snappers play 16 years, 18 years. John signs one, usually he'll sign a one-year deal. The minimum keeps going up. It's not like they're going to need the money. Remember they cut him this year and then re-signed him? Yeah. I think that was pretty stupid of Casario to do it. Don't know why he did it. Maybe John had teams interested and he wanted to stay here, but he is so great. Everybody takes him for granted. Yep. No, he's a great dude, too. We love John Weeks. Oh, also Sikkim, right? I left that out. I didn't say anything about Sikkim. I said it. I'm allowed to say it. A lot. Baylor's got a lot of my money, John. So he's I'm allowed beyond. To say it. Yes, they do. He's beyond. He's beyond the praise for being from Baylor. He's been. He got here before JJ Watt. He did. By the way, had two more sacks in his last game, giving him 12 and a half, the most since he had 16 in 2018. That's great. It was really good to see JJ play, playing well at the end here. All right, let's do some. Uh, let's do some stock down. I'll let you go first. 
Blowing the first overall pick, it was everybody's fault. Lovey Smith, Pep Hamilton, Frank Ross, Davis Mills, Jordan Akins, all the Jonathan Grenard, all those guys contributed to the victory and blowing the first overall pick and having your choice of any player you want. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So literal stock down for you is the fact that the Texans draft capital has diminished. Like they're, they're, It's a literal stock down. <laughs> it's a literal stock down, exactly. Uh, all right, uh, John, I'm going to I'm gonna go Lovey Smith on this one. Um, I, I know there were uh, – I'm sure you love the reports from the national media over the, the weekend that he was lobbying for his job. And, and what they made sound like – they made it sound like – I think it's Pelissero. The tweets that got sent out made it sound like he was marching into Cal McNair's office to lobby for his job. Lovey revealed in the press conference today that they have a standing meeting every Monday. So that, that was that was actually significant to me. I'm like, because when you read it, I'm like, wow, he's like going around Casario and he's lobbying to the owner. Like, that's how this reads. But the fact is, he meets with Cal every week. And if you think you should keep your job, that's exactly what you should be doing is lobbying for it. Um, I say stock down because um, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a very effective lobbying for his job. Well, first of all, I don't think Lovey Smith's lobbying for his job. Uh, they may, he meets with Nick every week too, and then he and Nick talk multiple times. Their offices are right next to each other mm-hmm. about personnel and who's hurt and who's not. So, yeah, I agree with you. Those national guys are something else, but they're trying to, to stir it up, just like on the Sean McVay stuff. Everybody expects Sean McVay to be gone. I feel bad for the Rams, and I'm thinking if he comes, might as well go because – if he doesn't, then they're going to have to start doing this every year. And I always felt terrible for the Packers. They kept Brett Favre and make them wait and wait and wait, which is why Aaron Rodgers waited three years. And Ted Thompson told me one time on the way to the senior ball, three of them went and found him in Kill, Mississippi. He wasn't in Hattiesburg. He's where he grew up in Kill to say, are you staying retired this time? And he said, yes, absolutely. So when he changed his mind later, it was too late. McCarthy had given the ball to Aaron Rodgers and said in front of some players, hey, it's your team now. Brett's not coming back, and that's the way it ended. And I guess that's the way it's going to happen there. But uh, anyway, I don't – sorry, getting sidetracked on That's that. okay. But, uh, uh, you know, Lovey, I don't think for a minute, Lovey's campaigning for his job. That's not his style. He's going there like he told us. You know, he, I'm sure he said – we played better over the last four. Couldn't say that about Jacksonville because they stunk it up. And uh, tomorrow, um, I'll be interested to see if they fire him tomorrow. They wait because you have to spend all day on exit interviews. Yeah. Every player has to come into the coach or general manager's office, and they tell me, here's what we expect from you. They all have to get their physicals. The media can interview them at 10, starting at 10.30, although a bunch of them won't be in because they don't come in until later, but because they have to stagger the physical and the physicals in the exit interview. So I'm waiting to see. I'm assuming it'll leak out in one of the national guys. But, uh, you know, I love he's been here two years. I've known him a long time. I'm 
I wish it worked out really well, but what really hurt was going all in on Pep Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Pep to hire the coaches. Pep gets all the personnel decisions on offense, and the offense was a disaster. There's a total disaster. John, who's the first phone call to once they fire Lovey Smith? I don't think they're going with an older coach. They hired Cully at 66, Lovey at 63. Cully was offense. Lovey was defense. I think they'll go for a younger offensive coach. Change striking from the Eagles. They interviewed Jonathan Gannon, Eagles defensive coordinator, twice last year. Liked him a lot. Change striking is because he has the most balanced offense in the NFL. He calls plays. He's a rarity of a coordinator who works for an offensive oriented coach who actually calls plays. And I think that uh, they'll reach out to D'Amico Ryans. And uh, another one, Joe Lombardi of the Chargers was a guy they interviewed last year and they and they liked him. Jack Easterby had a big role last year and the year before when it came. He didn't make the decisions. Casario did. But now Casario is free and clear of everyone to recommend. And then, of course, It'll go to the McNair family, and they'll be involved in the interview process. But um, I'm ready to get it going. You got any favorites you want to see? Uh, I I, um, I would like to see D'Amico for sure. Um, I've thought that if they went with a defensive coach, that I know Jonathan Gannon made it pretty far down the process last year. Um, I would expect that he would be part of the process again. And then my hope would be that they he would bring Brian Johnson with him to be the offensive coordinator, the quarterback's coach in Philadelphia, who, like our colleague Clint Sterner, is a former Baytown Lee quarterback. So I'm hoping Brian Johnson might want to come here to be the opportunity to be an OC for a possible top draft pick quarterback to groom that particular quarterback. So I like that scenario as well. I like young guy. If you get a young guy like D'Amico with only two years of coordinator, he needs some help from former head coach. That's why I think a good coordinator for him would be Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. And uh, because Kingsbury has showed that he can coach every kind of quarterback. And D'Amico, if you didn't want a guy like that, he better hire a defensive coordinator who's been a head coach or have one as an assistant head coach. But a guy who doesn't have experience needs that terribly. Yep. I'll tell you, I wish they'd reach out to it. I'm sure he wouldn't do it. Be Gary Kubiak. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, no. Yeah, Coops doesn't need Remember that. Remember, that's what Minnesota did Yeah, when uh, when uh, they had uh, Stefanski. Stefanski had the title offensive coordinator, and Gary had somehow fluent title. He was over the offense and worked closely with him and helped Stefanski get a head coaching job. Yep. Uh, all right, John, my first stock down, the running game. 23 carries, 59 yards for the Texans running game. Not good. Not good at all. So they go into the – and, by the way, they gave up a bunch of yards on the ground too. So one of the themes of this year is I know Damian Pierce notwithstanding, this was not a good team running the football. They were good at handing the ball to Damian Pierce and letting him try to plow over as many guys as he could. The guy had so many yards after contact because he was just a one-man wrecking crew. Without Damian Pierce, this team is completely, completely impotent running the football, and they were today. So my stock down is really on just general run game stuff with the Texans. They gave up over 100 yards to Zach freaking Moss today. And he averaged like 6.2 yards. I yeah. mean, they, the Colts without Jonathan Taylor yep. gain more yards than they do with Taylor when yep. he is just torching them. 
mine is going to be Brandon Cooks mm. for having a good game and making big plays, showing the kind of player he used to be and, and magnifying the fact that he quit on his team and just infuriating everybody. Yep, I, I do not like Brandon Cooks. I do not like him at all, and I hope he gets traded this offseason. But, boy, that contract – I would – I could deal with Brandon Cooks getting sideways about the team, getting even getting sideways about his guy Easterby. I could I could deal with that. I wouldn't approve of it, but I could deal with it. But dude, you signed a contract. Like you signed you signed all a nearly fully guaranteed two year extension. Like that's it's just it's stealing money is what it is. And then it's a and then it's a modified version of what Deshaun was doing with the Texans. You know, like sign a big deal and then a few months later try to leverage your way out. He, obviously he wasn't successful because he's not nearly the player that Deshaun was, but um, anyway, you yeah, know, cooks is a good one, John. I just cooks his act is, is tired. Um, all right. Last one. Uh, let's have a moment of silence for the drizzy cat. Uh, I don't know why they keep mixing this thing in, John. I don't know why they insist on trotting Jeff Driscoll out there, but they do. Um, he actually was two of two passing the ball today, so good for Jeff Driscoll. But thirteen yards, thirteen yards, John. That's a big. Yep, uh, John, six point five per attempt. Okay, um, but yeah, Drizzy Cat, three carries, seven yards. Everybody knows what's coming, and then they're putting him out there on second and six to run it. Not even like short yardage situations. Like you guys realize, you're just putting yourselves in third and eight. That's all you're doing is forfeiting it down. So, of the list of people. This is probably something better for for the mailbag episode we do later this week because maybe I'll come up with a list and I'll email the show myself. Sean from Upper Kirby emails in, I want to make a list of all the guys who we are so excited we theoretically are not going to have to see ever again from this team. Burkhead, Driscoll, Cooks. I think for a lot of people, Lovey, definitely Pep. But I think it's a pretty decently long list for a team that's got so many vanilla personalities. And there's going to be a lot of people gone. It'd be humongous turnover uh, and a lot more influx of young players since they had the full complement of draft choices for the second year in a row. 